0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here. I've got Graham Williams and joined today uh, by John Beeler as well. Thanks all for coming in. We've got a cool show. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different app-related things and talk about some hot apps uh, as well. Uh, we're going to find out what Huawei's backup plan is for their operating system. As we know, the U.S. does not like Huawei right now and has forbidden uh, U.S. companies to sell or deal with them in anything technology related. So that includes Google and Google Android, uh, which will not get updates uh, or Google apps uh, as of August. Feels like they're waking a sleeping giant here. I. It's going to cause a whole cluster, you know what. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to fragment Android because Huawei's been working on their so own you're version.
2: You're saying it's going to fragment Android?
1: <laughs> okay, so you thought Android was fragmented before. Now it's it's going nuclear. Yeah,
2: it's okay. It's like a beautiful beach filled with broken shells. Right.
1: So we'll be talking with Shruti Shakar over at Mobile Syrup, what that is all about. Uh, the name is Hong Meng, the new Android operating system they're working on. So cool. stay tuned for that. That up the tongue. It does. Also, we will uh, be talking to a developer uh, behind AudioJack, an app for your imagination and mind. It's kind of cool. It's very cool. And uh, we'll find out uh, how he is helping students uh, and uh, healthcare as well with this uh, particular app. No, sounds a little crazy, but it is actually a very cool uh, audio kind of story environment.
0: And we've got, we've got a sample so you can check it out for yourself.
1: Yeah, so stay I, tuned for that. I'm excited to hear about this. Yes, it's cool. We'll also be doing our Hot 5 app countdown this week, John. It's uh, the top five writing apps. Five writing apps.
0: Yeah, so this is everything from helping you actually get the you know the pen to the paper, so to speak, but also to get over those um, writer's block.
2: Oh, as, a, as a published author, I'm going to give a shout out to my book 1666. You can buy it on Amazon. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear this as well.
1: Let's talk about some of the app news. And so this first story I thought was fascinating. You know how we're all concerned uh, our phones are spying on us? Well. In this particular case, they literally were. Spain's data protection agency has fined the country soccer league, La Liga, 250,000 euros for allegedly violating uh, European Union data privacy and transparency laws. So La Liga, and I hope hopefully I'm saying that right, because I'm sure all the soccer people are going...
2: It's, it's, a, it's a little bit more emphatic. La Liga.
1: La Liga. <laughs> uh, they have an app where you can download it and get all the... Uh, Keep track of the game, uh, stats, uh, everything to do with uh, your favorite teams. So people obviously have this on their phone. They're in bars watching the game up on the screen, having some pints. In the background, the app was using the phone's microphone and GPS to track bars that were illegally streaming soccer games. So bars actually have to pay to stream or show soccer games and sports games in general so this app was tracking down those bars because it was listening through users phones through the app to see where they were you
0: know on the one hand this is kind of brilliant oh
1: brilliant but evil
0: very evil
2: so evil so so this actually isn't uh, a new type of thing in england you have to pay a license for your television Yes. Right. Yes. They they license a lot of things out there. You have to be a license for your television, and so they actually had vans that would go around detecting which homes had televisions on, because if you haven't paid for your license, then your television is unlicensed, and they get to fine you for it. I can understand why 1984 was written by a Brit. (laughs) Um, Now, when we take take a look at sporting events, you know, you guys have seen pay per view. The cost for your pay per view at home versus the cost for pay per view at bars, there is a, a licensing difference. Right,
0: Quite a big difference. Quite a big difference. So
2: that's the thing. This really comes down to pricing. Like La Liga, you know, I get it. You want to make money off your soccer game. You're probably already overcharging for tickets. And now you're looking to milk these bars for as much as it's worth. This is a piracy is always a pricing issue. And solving it by hacking into my phone.
1: So here's the thing. They weren't hacking in. So there's 10 million users of this app. Essentially turning 10 million users into narcs, right? <laughs> uh, and unwillingness. If, if you did go through the terms of service, you actually gave the app permission uh, and consent for La Liga uh, to use their phones to detect fraudulent behavior like pirated soccer games. But no one reads those.
2: Well, here's the thing I can imagine that if you were on iOS, you get the notification that this is about to use the microphone. And the app actually has a red icon in the top left hand corner. When it's using the mic. So, if you open your phone and that microphone is on, you're going to see it. So, I can imagine the vast majority of this was probably happening on Android because the permissions on Android can get quite granular, but in a lot of cases, it's a give me a permission it's, to do it's everything.
1: It's a little faster and looser than iOS. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, so these phones, when the app was open, were basically listening to wherever they are and trying to detect, they're using like a Shazam technology to detect what the audio is. And if they detected it was the soccer game, they would then use the GPS coordinates of where that, user was to see if that particular bar or restaurant was paying for it.
0: I wonder how much that whole infrastructure to set up and record and administrate costs versus the illegal piracy that's going on. And
2: the data costs for sending audio recognition back. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this the plot to The Dark Knight with Christian Bale? It was. I just watched that the other night. Yeah. So congratulations, guys. You're the bad guys.
1: I love it. I love it. Uh, so this is interesting. Uh, we're talking app news here on the App Show. Google Maps is testing a new safety feature for taxi passengers. Uh, it'll essentially tell you, if you've got Google Maps open, if your taxi driver is going off route by more than 500 meters or 0.3 miles.
0: Every time I take a cab, they go off route. No, way I know. I would want to take him. Yes. I mean, that's why I like ride-sharing apps because they have generally a good idea of where you're going and the fastest route there versus the cabbies idea of the best route to charge you more.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that I find with Vancouver cabs, and again, you know, we talk about ride sharing a lot on this show. Um, I've seen a couple of new West city counselors that come out, come out swinging against ride sharing, uh, because nonsense. But, um, you know, when, when I get into the cab, usually I say I'm going here and they go where? Yeah. And then they say, how do I get there? Now, if, again, let's go back to England, right? Black cabs in London, they go through this whole rigorous process. And they have to be able to get across the city in a certain amount of minutes, even during traffic, and before they can get their cabby license. It seems like here in Vancouver and probably other places around Canada, they've got no idea. They hope for the best with GPS. And in a lot of cases, they're taking you for a ride, literally.
0: <laughs> literally.
1: So this uh, feature of Google Maps, uh, again, to tell you if your taxi driver is taking you off route, more than a half a kilometer is being tested. Uh, and I believe just in India right now. So we, we're not going to see this in North America anytime soon. I don't think.
2: I imagine you would have to share your location with Google, which I am quite reticent to do.
1: So let's talk uh, about Spotify one of the biggest music services in the world, subscription music services, uh, they're trying to be like radio now with a news and music playlist for drivers. So uh, for drivers out there that uh, drive into work, like myself, uh, you can actually get a playlist that will mix in news podcasts, like from the BBC or NPR, along with uh, some of your favorite tunes. Because to I, kind I of...
2: really was thinking that I missed the news experience.
1: <laughs> the only thing it won't do is weather and, uh, uh, I guess,
2: I, I, I think it's a
0: great idea because I... Typically, go between news radio to hear the traffic and all what's going on in the world to getting lost in some music, especially on a longer commute. Uh, Mike and I both have pretty long commutes, and I'm not sure how often you drive in, but rarely. Yeah, but it's you know it's just nice to have a little bit of mix so you actually know what's going on in the world, but also still being able to listen to your music while you're driving. So it's totally smart.
2: See, it's it's interesting because for traffic, myself, I typically, despite the fact that I know where I'm going, I have either Google Maps or Apple Maps. Navigating for me because it will spot traffic up ahead and it will yeah. say faster route by X minutes.
0: It's my favorite feature of Google Maps,
2: right? And I mean, it, it does the same on Apple Maps. Actually, yeah. It has a big go button where you know it'll automatically go, or you can prompt it to do that uh, yourself. So it'll navigate you around traffic. So I haven't really missed the traffic that much, um, you know. Whether it's Vancouver, so it's either going to be stonking hot in the summer or wet, <laughs> or both. As far as news, I mean, I've actually I've, I've backed off a lot of news recently. Um, I spending a lot yeah, of time on it Yeah, it sucks. It's
1: really depressing. I, I'm, I'm a much Except our app news, of course, which everyone <laughs> right. should be listening <laughs> right. to. Okay, let's talk about something else here uh, on the app show. We're talking app news. Uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Coinbase, which is a, a big uh, cryptocurrency, what do you call them? Like a it's
2: a Transaction hub.
1: Transaction yeah. hub. Uh, they've got a crypto debit card that uh, is uh, being rolled out in Europe. So you can pay uh, with your debit card and pay Bitcoin.
0: Nice. It's it's a great idea, but the the challenge with some of this stuff has always been what are the fees, mm-hmm. and especially with with crypto, those fees can be quite high. And I imagine on a particular service like this, which makes it super easy for you to use it in places that you wouldn't normally be able to use crypto, the fees might be pretty high.
2: Well, there is going to be that exchange fee for sure. Uh, I mean a lot of the bitcoin network has moved to the new lightning processing so it's quite a bit faster and the fees are lower uh so that's kind of helped a little bit i mean the big thing here i think is people coinbase is trying to do show proof of concept that yeah you can actually use bitcoin on a regular basis to buy things just about anywhere which is great i know for myself personally i I sold some bitcoin a couple years ago did okay on it um you know i held on to some and it kind of when it crashed down last year um, you know, it was like okay, I've got it, but it's not really costing me anything. It's now back up to eight thousand dollars US for a bitcoin, and so you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who I'm sitting here going, "Do I really want to spend this?" I mean, the first <laughs> the first pizza I think that was bought with bitcoin was bought with something like fourteen million dollars worth of bitcoin now. Right. You know, and it's like for a pizza, man. I hope they got extra cheese.
1: They probably did okay. We have a lot more to talk about on the app show today. Uh, Our Hot 5 app countdown is the Hot 5 writing apps. We'll also be talking with Shruti Shakar from Mobile Syrup about Huawei's backup plan. What are they going to use if they can't use Google Android anymore? Well, guess what? They've been developing their own version for the past seven years. We'll give you the details on that. And uh, we'll be talking about an audio app that uh, brings out the best of your imagination. You're listening to the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. We're back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Time to talk Huawei again. They're continually in the news uh, about uh, their ongoing war with uh, the U.S. government. Well, now uh, there's uh, more information about their backup plan. Uh, as uh, many listeners know, uh, the U.S. have uh, basically put Huawei on a blacklist uh telling all U.S. companies that uh, they are not allowed to sell technology to the Chinese telecom giant. Uh, And that includes companies like Google that provide the Android operating system. Well, now uh, there is news that uh, Huawei is indeed developing their own version of uh, Android called Hongmeng. And uh, to help us understand what this is all about, we've got uh, our mobile expert. Her name is Shruti Shikar from MobileSyrup.com. Thanks for joining us, Shruti.
3: Thanks for having me, Mike.
1: Hong Meng, the new Android operating system. From what I understand, uh, Huawei's also got uh, a few other Chinese uh, companies on board testing this out as well.
3: Yeah, and, um, you know, it's not really surprising that this is going to happen. We already knew that they were testing out this um, this sort of operating system for quite some time now. And um, it, we also knew that they were probably going to launch something towards the end of this year or maybe early next year. So, um, it, it's quite fascinating to see what Huawei is sort of doing, knowing that it, it, it it's going through this blacklist period with the United States. Um, but, you know, Huawei isn't stupid. It's been in the business for 30 years. And so they're not going to, uh, you know, sell phones without the knowledge of perhaps there's going to be a country that doesn't like its products. And so, you know, I think for a while, though, that they they knew that this was coming. And so they, they just prepared themselves.
1: Well, uh, there's... Uh sources that say that uh, they've been working on this for seven years uh, and already they have other chinese smartphone makers and i know a lot of listeners haven't heard of these companies but they are huge in china Uh, oppo and uh, vivo and bbk electronics Uh, so these other uh, big chinese uh, phone manufacturers are testing this out as well is this a bad thing, do you think, Shruti? Is this going to fragment Android now? I mean, it was nice to have just kind of one version of it on all these phones, in my opinion.
3: No, I, I don't think it's going to fragment Google. Google Google's Android is just, it, it, it's blown up the market, and um, it, it's got a very large, uh, you know, uh, presence in the mobile industry. Um, but, you know, I, I, I can see how this might um, create some sort of competition for Google. You know, for Google, its biggest competition was Apple for, for its iOS. And so now you have you know Hong Meng, which is a, a completely new other uh, sort of market or industry that it has to sort of compete with. So I, I don't necessarily think it's going to bring Google down. Um, and, and as you mentioned, there are other phones. There are certain phones that are sort of partnering with Hong, Hong and uh, and Huawei and trying to use that that operating system. But just to go back to the point that. They've been testing this for seven years. You know, in China, they don't have access to certain Google proprietary apps anyways, and so they you have to use a, a VPN to be able to access certain uh, websites or applications. And stuff. So initially, this OS, this operating system, was going to be catered for the Chinese market specifically. But, you know, now that uh, Huawei has been banned by the United States, it's, um, it's evident that they're going to use this for marketing it towards the rest of the world. Um But, yeah, I I really don't think it's going to affect Google in any way, to be very honest.
1: I know, but, you know, Shruti, I can't help but think uh, most of these phones now, especially on the Android side, are basically coming out of uh, China. So, you know, even with Motorola, which we think is a U.S. brand, it's not. It's Lenovo, which is a Chinese uh, company. Uh, And, and again, I I can't help but think that these Chinese manufacturers would probably – Rather take destiny into their own hands by uh, not being beholden to to Google and and the U.S.
3: Yeah, and you know that that's actually a very good point too because as you mentioned, um, there are companies that are pretty big in the industry and they're Chinese based. And why would they why would they go for a U.S. company when they could go for a local company, uh, which might be offering a better deal and a be- better business proposition? And it's it's possible, but you know I I really do feel like this is so early in the game right now uh, to speculate, you know, how will this affect Google? Um, it's also important to note that Google and other companies have been sort of lobbying the United States to be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be doing this ban because um, Huawei's operating system might be a bigger security threat than if they were allowed to work with us. So, you know, to really sit here and speculate, like, whether or not, Huawei can overtake the Android uh, or, sorry, like all the phones that are in the industry right now is, um, it, it's really speculative, um, but I, I can see how Huawei might go after some of those companies and be like, hey, you're a Chinese-based company, why don't you just use our operating system? It's better, it works better, it's it's smarter, it's efficient, why go for Google? Um, but I think at the end of the day, it depends on what those phones uh, want to do, and you know, we should also look into take into consideration that this OS is so brand new that I haven't even seen what it looks like. I don't know what, how it functions. I presume it functions similarly to how Google's Android works. But, you know, I've used Android for so many years, and I'm very comfortable with that. And so I don't know if other people might be comfortable using an entirely brand new OS um, when they're comfortable using something like Google.
1: We're talking with Shruti Shakar about uh, Huawei's backup plan, uh, especially uh, since it's been announced that they won't be able to use Google's version of uh, Android uh, going forward. Uh, They won't be able to have access to Google Apps uh, and all the uh, updates. So they've developed uh, their own. Android version, uh, and they've been doing it for seven years, apparently. Hong Meng is the name of uh, their Android operating system. You'll probably hear more about this in the news in the weeks and months to come. Thanks for joining us today, Shruti.
3: Thank you for having me, Mike.
1: Well, we come back from the break. We've got a lot more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike, Graham, and John here in studio today. Before we get to our Hot 5 app countdown, which is Hot 5 writing apps, and we all write, so you'll need to listen to find out what the best ones are. We're gonna get our uh, iPhone tip of the week, Graham. What do you got?
2: So for our iPhone tip of the week, you guys know that I'm a little fastidious about my password security, right? I've got got one password to maintain some of my passwords. I've got iCloud Keychain for others. Uh, But the biggest problem I think with a lot of people is repeating the same password on multiple sites. Now iCloud Keychain and one password allow you to create new strong passwords to do that. But did you know that iCloud Keychain actually has a way to audit the passwords that you have? This is actually really handy, right? So you can go into the uh, Login and Password Manager under the General, uh, under Settings. and You'll, you'll see it there in the, in the list. It says Logins and Passwords. And if, when you click on it, it will bring up the entire list of all of your stored sites. Now, you have to use either Touch ID or Face ID or your passcode to log in to see all of this stuff. Now, Apple doesn't know your passwords, but it does have a hash for those passwords, so it knows which ones are actually the same. It can compare them and goes, yeah, those those passwords are actually the same on these sites. And what it does is it gives you a little triangle with an exclamation mark on places where you have reused a password more than once. So you can go through that list, find all of those logins, go back to those sites, and get a new secure password for them using iCloud Keychain a much smarter way of going about it you can audit all of your stuff figure out where you've reused passwords and be a bit more secure you don't use the same
1: password for everything heck no no you're kind of weird so how many
0: triangles do you have mike
1: too many it's all triangles (laughs) all the way down (laughs) exactly exactly it's
2: like a kid's geometry class down there
1: okay well it's that time the weekly app hot five This week's Hot 5 App Countdown is Hot 5 Smartphone or Tablet Writing Apps, and more and more so we are writing with our smartphone and tablets. I've got an iPad Pro, for example, that I use all the time when I'm uh, traveling. We're going to start with uh, number five. John, we've got Pages.
0: Yeah, if you have an iPhone or uh, an iPad, uh, you've got Pages. Pages is basically the system that uh, Apple uses uh, as its document processor, and it actually has a lot of really great professional looking templates for all kinds of different documents. It automatically saves to the iCloud system so you can have the same file across all of your platform uh, devices.
1: Yeah, whether you're using a Mac, an iPad or iPhone.
0: I love it for that because I can create something on my on my MacBook and then I can access it anytime from my phone, make a copy, uh, make some edits and send off whatever I need to do. Uh, it's it's great for that. Um, and it's, it's completely free too, so.
2: Now, if you've got an iCloud account, you can actually log in and use this in iCloud itself. So you can use this on a PC as well. Yeah. yeah, in a web browser. Anywhere you've got a web browser, you've got you've got pages. The one thing I will say about pages, it is way better than Word at managing and I'll, images. I'll,
1: yes, I was about to say that, Graham. I, I remember we were putting a proposal together, you and I, and I always had Word. And Word, shoot me in the head you want to put an image in there God help you it never goes the way you want it and you got to be honestly a rocket scientist there's,
2: there's text everywhere yes it's cats and dogs living together mass hysteria
1: so we were putting this proposal together and you're like mr mr pages <laughs> and you're just you were just dropping in the the images left center right and they're just going in there smooth like butter yeah and I was like what the hell have I been doing all these years
2: <laughs> can I, can I tell you the really cool secret feature okay it's called instant alpha so if you've got an image with a background in it And you just want the the focus. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. You're about to blow my mind here.
2: You can basically turn on instant alpha, select the background. It knocks it right out and you end up with a sexy. Okay, shut
1: up. Yeah. Shut up. No. Okay. So an image. So pretend it's like a dog. Yes. Picture of a dog, but it's got uh, a green background. Yeah. And you just, you just want it to be a white background. And
2: you just grab that green background. And it's, it's sensitive, so it you'll be able to kind of figure out what's there. And sometimes you have to do it in stages, like I'm going to grab this bit, this bit, this bit, but it will make the background disappear.
0: Does that work on a mobile platform, or is it just on the desktop I, web?
2: App? I think it's actually on mobile now. Yeah. I'll have to take a look. Let me get back to you on that. Okay.
1: Okay, let's keep going down our Hot 5 app countdown. Uh, we're talking about writing apps for mobile devices. Google Docs.
2: I love Google Docs. you know, as much as I don't like Google, uh, I do like Google Docs because the collaborative features probably are my favorite ones. So you can create, collaborate, and edit documents with people on iPad, iPhone, iPod, Android devices. I think there's a microwave out there that runs Google Docs at this point. Um, So the great thing here is real-time collaboration, and Microsoft is trying to kind of make this work with Office 365. Uh, Apple kind of has it with Pages in the Cloud, but Google's nailed it.
0: Yeah, it's really kind of cool and creepy when we're working on a document together and I can see Mike typing.
2: Yeah, you each get your own color, yeah. right? It's almost yeah. like, you know, playing a multiplayer game. It is. Uh, but, you know, you can, you can add and remove. And they have actually added in a little bit of, uh, of version history as well. So if somebody comes in and hits, you know, command A, delete, uh, you can actually go and undo that.
0: Which well. saves everybody all the time. Yes.
1: We're looking at number three here on the Hot 5 App Countdown, Ulysses. Looking to get some serious
0: writing done? Well, Ulysses is a powerful word processing tool that'll help you reach your goal. It, the idea behind it is distraction-free writing, because that's the big problem. When we're starting to write stuff, you get a Facebook notification, you get you know Twitter, whatever. Um, so basically, Ulysses gives you nothing else but a blank page to work on and write at. So um, it, focuses your writing and nothing else. And basically everything gets synced to the cloud. So you can use it on your Mac OS or your iPad OS or your phone, any of those systems.
1: Next up on the Hot 5 App Countdown, we have Grammarly.
2: So Grammarly is a really cool thing for uh, checking out typos and spelling mistakes. It also understands things like dangling participles. Can anybody tell me what that is?
1: I, you know, I used to know in school, I can't remember anymore. I think
2: you can get a cream for that.
1: <laughs> oh, boom Boldly go. I'll yes. use
2: that one there for you. So the premium version of Grammarly has powerful features that will help you improve your writing skills. Uh, it also gives you editing recommendations, like don't use the passive voice, use shorter sentences. And here are some other words that you could use that will broaden your vocabulary.
1: And number one on our Hot 5 app countdown, John, we've got prompts
0: prompts. This is an iOS only app and it is a paid app. It's $2.99. Um, but what it does is really kind of quite clever. Um, if you ever get stuck writing or you know you're not quite sure of the right phrasing and that kind of thing. Uh, it uses creative intelligent patent pending AI to help you write by suggesting topics and asking questions to help get those juices flowing. Um, I think it's really great that you know you get stuck on something and then it just keeps prompting you just like what about this? What about that? And it just gets you thinking on a different track and gets you out of that rut that you typically get to when you're in, you know, trying to write a lot of stuff and you have you hit that block, that that brick wall. Um, the app itself has a database of over 300,000 creative prompts, as well as a feature that allows you to custom customize your writing goals too. So it'll help you reach those goals as well as prompt
1: you when you get stuck. So, people for writing like stories and stuff, would this be good for?
0: Everything,
2: yeah. Yeah. You can find actually if you have a, a three-year-old or a four-year-old, they're also helpful for this. They will just sit there and go, but why? But why? Yeah. But why? So just
1: don't have you, to pay if for that. You
2: have one of those two ninety-nine for the app. I think is actually a fairly
1: good Not app. bad. Yes. I'm going to get back to pages though. That's, I know that we, we said prompts is number one, but for me, pages is up there.
0: Yeah. Is it because of the, 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 the feature that Graham told you about?
1: Instant alpha? <laughs> Instant alpha, taking the background of, out of uh, images. Oh, my God, for sure. Well, we uh, do have some more uh, stuff to talk about here. We're going to be talking uh, about an audio app that uh, helps build up your imagination and gets you into daydreaming a little bit more and makes you, I guess, a healthier mind. You're listening to the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back shortly after this. You are back with the app show, Mike Agarbo here in studio. I want to talk about audio now. Audio, obviously, uh, very much a big part of our lives, especially when it comes to things like music. But uh, audio can also help in many other aspects, uh, from helping kids explore their imagination to helping in healthcare situations to help us understand a little bit more. We've got uh, the man behind the Audio Jack app. His name is David Tubin, out of uh, California. Thanks for joining us, David.
4: Hey, thanks. Uh, it's David Tobin, by the way.
1: Tobin, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry so about that. All
4: good, all good. Uh, That's okay.
1: I just want to give uh, listeners just a quick sample here. <laughs> So, David, explain what AudioJack is all about.
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, and Audio AudioJack is an audio-based movie. So you listen to it, since it's audio-based, there's no video at all. Uh, and it's hundreds of sound effects and sound design elements that are put together in a really unique sonic fashion to create a story for your imagination. And there's no music and there's no dialogue either. It's all sound design, harnessed together. So you might hear the wind in trees blowing and then some feet. They stop and a door creeps open. Well, your imagination and memory are going to connect to that because we all have an association to sound. And because there's no language barrier with sound or gender or race barrier, everyone can connect to it and have different interpretations of what they're hearing.
1: This sounds uh, interesting. Um, and, and how did this all begin for you?
4: Um, yeah. So I have a background in TV. I've been working in television for a very long time, producing TV shows. And also with music. I've been playing instruments my whole life. I was just actually managed the Roxy Theater on the Sunset Strip. And one day I had access to a bunch of sound effects. And I started messing around with them. And I started putting them together. And I started designing other things. And stayed up all night and came up with this idea of an audio jack. And started playing it for people. And they were blown away. And everyone wanted to know what the story was. But I wouldn't tell them. So there was never a wrong answer. And it evolved from there into tons of different areas uh, that we've been researching in education and health uh personal entertainment things like that
1: and and how do people access this Uh, what platforms is it available on
4: yeah so we're on the iphone and android on any of their devices anything for that we're about to release a new refresh to the android app um but both apps work great and through the website as well you can go to audiojack.com and create an account and register there as well and there's six different categories of audio jacks, all different kinds of stories. Everything from historical to day in the life to sports, action, adventure, and even wildlife.
1: I'm interested in the whole uh, healthcare and mindfulness uh, aspect of it. Any stories around that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So in this day and age, um, people aren't using their imagination as much as they used to. And that's a problem. Our imagination actually helps us reduce stress and anxiety. And there's a lot of meditation apps and other things out there that are really great, but none of them really help you focus on daydream. We did a little study, and that's 500 people. Now that you have a cell phone in your life or a smartphone, do you daydream more or less? And 68% said they daydream less or pretty much not at all. And what Jack does is it allows your mind to wander. There's a story. There's something going on. It's not straight meditation. It's not focused. It's giving you a chance to be creative and engage in different ways for a couple minutes. And that reprieve has a huge impact on the mind. Because we've gone from this world where we were on a screen for maybe two hours to now we're on in front of a screen 14 hours a day. That's pretty significant. So giving yourself a meaningful break that's fun is how AudioJack is really affecting this area. And That's why we've seen the same content be used with memory loss and dementia patients, with people they're doing with insomnia, stress and anxiety, and just wanting to take a break from their screen in a different way.
1: How do you make money with this app?
4: To use AudioJack, you can download the free or the unlocked version of any of our apps. And with that, when you download the app, there are six categories, and there's a free unlocked AudioJack in each category. To unlock all the content, there's a monthly or annual fee. It's either monthly for $2.99 or $14.99 a year, which is a buck twenty five a month. So less than the tax you pay on your copy. You could have access to all of our content.
1: What's next for AudioJack?
4: The next thing for us is really working with more people and finding out how they're using it and growing it. We've been working with Bose on their augmented reality platform and there is one augmented reality audio jack inside the app right now that allows you when you wear certain Bose wearables to unlock different elements of the story. Instead of it being just one, story in the audio jack there's 20 different combinations and we're releasing some more of those and some more active ways to augment your reality with sound design
1: we're uh, talking all about audio jack you can find it up on the uh, apple ios app store and of course on google play as well thanks for joining us today david
4: thanks a lot i appreciate it
1: when we come back from the break we're going to uh, find our game app of the week and a few other goodies as well you're listening to the app show here on the chorus radio network back after this good you're back with the App Show. Before we get to our game app of the week, we've uh, got our new new app of the week. What do we, you have, John?
0: It's, it's, it's my new favorite app of the week.
1: Uh, Your new the- favorite app. John's favorite app of the yes. week. Yes. Uh, it's the BC Ale Trail app. Of course, it's something to do with beer. <laughs> okay. I didn't see that
0: coming. Yes. <laughs> so if you have been to Port Moody or if you've been to parts of Steveston, there's little concentrations of these craft breweries. And this app actually helps you find them in other locations around the province. Uh, there's the ale trail, as they call it, and there's little fragments of them scattered throughout the province. But what they've done is they've created a, a really simple uh, mapping system to find them, it gives you more detail about the specific breweries, the distance between them. And you even collect points by logging into the app when you're in that brewery. And you, the more times you visit that uh, particular brewery, you actually get points that you can redeem for, guess what? Beer. In that establishment oh so it sort of gamifies drinking beer like pokemon almost where you want to visit them all because if if you do visit them all you get a beer at the end of the run
1: Okay, let's get to our game app of the week, and a good week for that because uh, E3 is on the Electronic Expo down in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. That just happened. So, what what app do you have for us?
2: Uh, this app's actually it's it's a bit of an older app, but they've done some recent updates to it. It's called The Escapists. Okay, and the idea here it's like a sixteen bit top down adventure where you are in prison. Okay, and you've got a Breakout. Kind of like Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) Legend of the prison block. Yeah. So essentially the idea here is that you have to learn the guards' patterns. You have to find things around the prison that you can turn into tools that you can use to escape. It's essentially a puzzle solving game. You're looking to solve the puzzle of being in prison, as opposed to solving the puzzle of not getting thrown in prison to begin with, which I think we can all hopefully handle on our own. That's another game. (laughs) Thanks,
1: Graham. We've got about another minute and a half here john and i just wanted to chat with you you have uh, loaded the latest version of ios ios 13 which was announced a week and a half ago you've got a, uh, I guess a developer's version of it you've loaded yes. onto your phone because you're a glutton for punishment yes yes and so, first impressions and also the
0: I, I, iPad OS as well.
1: Oh, you downloaded that too? Yeah. And nothing's working now, or it's not bad. Actually, it's really great, especially really?
0: for the you know the version one of the new beta. Um, my favorite new feature on the iPad side, though, has to be being able to plug in a USB or or any type of uh, external memory into it and have it being recognized so you can actually play movies off of a thumb drive or an SD card
1: this is huge for me because my iPad I use it uh, a lot for traveling for watching movies uh, and I know a lot of people do very similar uh, things like that uh, but you know 32 gigabytes is not a lot. No. Of, of storage space so uh, you can actually get one with little memory now when you buy a new iPad because you will be able to stick a flash drive in the bottom that's right uh, unfortunately some of the other apps that I would typically
0: use to watch movies with uh, haven't been updated yet of course for okay. the beta so you can't use VLC yet but as long as your, your video is in a format that uh, Apple can play like MP4 uh, it plays beautifully
1: That's all the time we have left for The App Show. Graham, John, thanks for uh, helping out with the program today. Don't forget to check out our podcast version of this show, The App Show, available on uh, the iTunes uh, podcast. It's not even iTunes anymore. It's the podcast. It's the podcast app. And uh, other places where you'd find your favorite podcast. This is Mike, John, and Graham signing off for The App Show. We'll see you again next time.